0: Six, three, CG. Colony. W-R-O-W. Albany. This is Talk of the Town on Magic 590 AM, also heard on 100.5 FM. I'm Bob Cudmore. Joining us is Patrick Madden, the mayor of Troy. He has been mayor for eight months. There's a lot going on in downtown Troy, but some say the neighborhood's are a different story the people pay high taxes they face abandoned properties there are even public safety issues what can you do about these neighborhood issues and what are you doing about these neighborhood uh issues mayor madden
1: well bob you're you're right the downtown is uh booming uh, i think it's probably one of the most dynamic uh growing uh downtowns in small cities in the northeast and our neighborhoods um they've not seen the same kind of uh energy and excitement uh but that's beginning to change. I think that, like most northeastern cities that have suffered a decline in population and investment in the in the twentieth century uh we've got uh, abandoned buildings we've got disinvestment we've got some problems to fix, but we've got two things going for us that most communities don't have, and that is the uh, the momentum that is in our downtown, it's bringing attention to our city. It's bringing people into our city. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at our neighborhoods, and they're, they're seeing opportunities there, opportunities to uh, buy maybe a, a vacant or dilapidated building and, and homestead it, uh, fix it up and move in. We've also got just absolutely incredible neighborhood organizations. And the I'm a neighborhood guy. I've spent 30 years working mm-hmm. in neighborhoods before this. And I've never seen a more engaged citizenry uh, than is in Troy right now. People getting together in virtually every neighborhood, uh, looking for ways to participate in making their neighborhood better. They're not just there complaining. Mm -hmm. They're actually putting their shoulder to the wheel.
0: One thing I've learned doing this uh, series, uh, which which mainly we've interviewed the mayor of Albany, uh, Kathy Sheehan, and and bringing in other municipal officials. If you're a municipal official, you're kind of in in charge of a city or a village or or whatever, I mean, things just keep happening. It's bang, bang. I mean, like uh, this week, we had all this rain, and that flooded places here, there, and everywhere, I presume, in Troy. And you were only on the job like a a couple of weeks when this huge water main break uh, took place, you know, kind of pointing up another issue I wanted to bring up, and that's infrastructure. I mean, eventually, that was taken care of, you know, probably at great uh, cost, but... I would imagine that Troy has very old infrastructure.
1: That's true, and and you know somebody described this job, and I use this analogy all the time because it's so apt. But it's it's being mayor is like trying to take a sip of water out of a fire hose. <laughs> uh, things just come at you um, uh, at the speed of lightning, and um, every day. And that's what's exciting about the position. Uh, you're learning something new. You're, you're challenged with new challenges every single day. Uh, nothing you can imagine when you wake up in the morning, but as to the infrastructure, um, again, like uh, like cities in the Northeast that are about this age, um, we've got uh, a fair amount of piping under our streets, uh, sewers and pipes that are approaching or exceeding a hundred years uh, in age, and and their you know their their uh, lifespan is mm-hmm. limited, and we are looking at we have we have a great inventory of what we have under the streets we don't want to dig things up to look at them so we have to make some projections on the age of the piping that's down there the pressure that it's under uh, the subsurface conditions and uh... look at those areas that uh, try to determine those areas that are most likely to fail and then begin to develop a capital plan around replacing those i do I, you know we got off to a rough start uh, with this administration with that pipe and and uh... that pipe rupture and i think troy got a, a bad reputation We've actually had fewer breaks this year than in previous years, and I think on a per-mile basis we're average or below average in terms of the number of breaks. But, but this was a big one, and it brought a lot of attention to us. I just don't want people to think our infrastructure is crumbling. If you look at our our water plant, if you look at our reservoir, um, they're in great shape. They've been well tended to over the years, and they're uh, they're a remarkable asset, especially in this time when – uh, the quality and safety of drinking water all around the Northeast is, is being examined more closely. We have a real mm. jewel there in that system.
0: I'd like to uh, talk about Patrick Madden for a while. Okay, uh, You uh, have been mayor I think, you know, since the start of this year, but before that you, you worked in, in Troy at an organization called TRIP, the Troy Rehabilitation and Improvement uh, Program. What, what is that?
1: Well, TRIP is a, a great 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 nonprofit organization It was started back in the mid 60s when the city of Troy had probably three or four times the number of vacant buildings it has now and it really uh, developed as a volunteer based organization Um, people would go out they would buy a vacant building from the city for as little as a dollar they'd rehab it and they'd work with people who live in the community uh, to get them mortgage financing and get them in as homeowners And one building at a time, TRIP started turning around blocks and then neighborhoods. Over the years, over, let's see, 68, so it's it's closing in on 50 years now, um, it has evolved. It does a lot of uh, resident leadership development. It has a rental portfolio. It has a very strong um, and comprehensive home ownership center. Um, it, it does a lot of development in Troy. It helps a lot of people buy and maintain their homes. And it works with, uh, residents throughout the Mm -hmm. city and developing community in their neighborhoods.
0: So it sounds like you had a job that was involved in helping Troy, why did you want to run for mayor?
1: Well, you know, I do wake up often at three in the morning and ask myself that same question. (laughs) I did. I had a job that I loved and I had a job that, uh, uh, made me feel good because I was, changing lives i was helping people and that's important to me uh, when the uh, uh... most recent mayor mayor rosamilia decided not to run again um, i allowed myself to entertain the thought of uh... being mayor and uh... and then i i thought about it a little more and i came to the conclusion that you know i have something to offer here i have a lot of experience i have a lot of I have a technical background in finance and law um community organizing i thought those were things that the city needed the city needed more attention focused on its neighborhoods and that's my passion and that's that's uh what interests me and and uh you know my my whole family my, my parents raised us to to be involved in the community to mm. give back the, the city of troy uh the community has been so good to us i've been so privileged Uh, that I felt the need, uh, rightly so, Mm -hmm. uh, to contribute back to the community. And my work at TRIP and now my work in City Hall are ways of doing that.
0: You're a native of Troy. I am, yes. And uh, you were not even in a political party, as I understand it, when you decided to run for mayor. How did you end up running as a Democrat?
1: Well, I uh, I wasn't registered in a particular political party because I worked in a nonprofit, and I needed to work with both parties. I needed people to... Um, look at me based on the work that I do, not on the letter that might follow my name. So I, I um, consciously avoided registering in either party uh, throughout my career at TRIP. Uh, I ended up as a Democrat because I think my uh, that aligns with my philosophy. That's, that's where my thinking is. I just didn't wear it on my sleeve uh, while I was at TRIP.
0: Hmm. There And it was a bitter race. Would you agree? I mean, a four person race. It was a it for tough. I, I'm not mayor. sure I'd say bitter, but it was a tough race. Tough race. And the, the uh, something that happened at the toward the very end when your sister endorsed you for mayor, mm-hmm. which, you know, sounds pretty logical. Uh, uh, well, except that uh, it's your sister, uh, Kathy Jimino, who's a Republican and who's the county executive for Rensselaer County.
1: Well, you know, frankly, I was surprised that that surprised people. Um, she's my sister. Of course she's going to endorse me. I, I think that um, uh, we're very supportive of each other, and, and I would support her for any office she ran for, no matter who she was running against. And I think uh, – I would hope that she would do the same for me as well. Um, we just uh, – we support each other. And, uh that shouldn't have surprised anybody. I, I don't think anybody should have realistically thought that my sister would come out against me or support somebody in opposition to me. And if you do feel that way, then I I guess I have some concern for your family relationship. I see.
0: <laughs> do, do you think that was key to your election?
1: I think it was very helpful. Kathy is uh, very well regarded in the community, not just in Troy, but throughout Rensselaer County. But um, I uh, knocked on a lot of doors during that campaign and... Uh, I can probably count on one hand the number of people who didn't know my sister and uh, even fewer than that who spoke favorably about her. So I think, I think it did help me uh, that they knew my sister, that they knew uh, the Madden family. They knew what we stood for uh, and how we approach, uh, approach serving the community.
0: We're just talking about uh, your election as a mayor and the fact that uh, your sister is the uh, county executive, but of 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 a different party in Rensselaer County. How do you uh, get along with the Republican Party? I I did note an article in the in the record uh, a couple of weeks ago that uh, in Troy, you are the mayor and you're a Democrat. The council president is Carmela Mantello, who's a Republican. And the two of you were at odds over. Um, whether or not you, the mayor, had the authority to do uh, something or other that was reported as kind of a heated exchange. I guess my general question is, how are you getting on with the Republicans?
1: Well, I, I have a record of 30 years of working with Republicans. I, again, I can work with anybody. It doesn't depend upon the letter that follows their name. Uh, I've accomplished a lot with uh, Republicans in the Senate and Assembly over the years, city, various city councils, various mayors. Um, I don't have... Uh, problems working with republicans um i don't i i think we didn't uh the council president and i disagreed on a matter uh i can't say that i had a heated exchange i don't do heated exchanges that's just not uh that's just not my style it was a disagreement about interpretation of the charter um which um you know i think we're going to continue to disagree on
0: mm. w- one thing i forgot to ask you were elected mayor you did you then leave your your post at Trip?
1: Oh yes, yeah. I, so this job is probably seventy or eighty hours a week, and, mm-hmm. and that job was a like amount. So um, at my age, you can only do one of those jobs.
0: Well, one thing I notice, and I think this is generally true of people who are mayors or uh, town supervisors, you are very visible. Uh, I, I saw, I think it was a columnist from one of the local papers uh, saying, you know, responding to the to a writer. Uh, say, who was concerned that, oh we well, always see the mayor's picture in the paper but the, and the newspaper columnists were on well he's he's out there you know which i mean you i, I mean my my understanding that's what mayors want to do
1: well it it's true i'm out there but the reason i'm out there is uh, because of my passion for the people the businesses the neighborhoods my my um effort uh, to get out and be in the public is not to uh, feed the newspapers pictures. In fact, that's probably the least uh, most comfortable aspect of the job. I'm not a a big extrovert. Um, I'm out there for the people. I'm out there to be with the business owners and the residents and to hear their concerns and to let them know that the mayor's office is is listening, concerned, engaged, empathetic. Um, It's not to drive um, uh, uh, ratings in the media. I can assure you of that.
0: One a story that uh, maybe is driving ratings in the media that uh, developed uh, this week that involves Troy, I just wanted to a- ask you about it. There are reports that two people may have intentionally used a golf cart uh, to run down and kill an animal, a woodchuck, at a golf tournament at the Troy's, uh, I believe it's a city golf course, a uh, Golf Course. The golf tournament was sponsored by the Rensselaer City uh, Police Union, and there are police investigations in both Rensselaer and, and Troy about this uh, incident. Um, what do you know about it?
1: Well, not a whole lot at this point in time. I I read the account on Facebook. Someone forwarded it to me over the weekend, and and uh, we started looking into it on Monday. But, um, you know, I think I'll wait until the facts come in before I form an opinion on uh, what happened, who's responsible, and, and what action we might take. I think uh, that um, it, it's prudent to to wait until we know the facts. I, we can't react to a Facebook post.
0: Okay. On the, the subject of, uh, of the finances of Troy, uh, the city of Troy has hired a financial consultant to help you prepare the 2017 uh, budget. Why is that necessary?
1: Well, over the years, well, let me, let me back up a step. The city of Troy... Uh, all told is about an eighty five million dollar a year corporation um, and we are a fiscally troubled eighty five million dollar a year corporation, and we don't have a budget director in fact, our finance staff has been cut by about a third since the year two thousand um, we've cut skills out of the office we've cut bodies out of the office um we year after year in an effort to cut expenses and um, avoid hard decisions about uh, taxes or um, revenue generation. Uh, As a result, we've handicapped ourselves. We do – and this is something that was a real pet peeve of mine during the uh, campaign, and and, uh, it goes back years. But uh, in Troy and probably similar in a lot of municipalities that are financially troubled – we look at the uh, budget as a two-month-a-year process. The mayor comes out with a proposal in October. Everybody takes a deep breath and gasps at the tax increase. And then everybody, the council and the mayor, get together and look at one-shots and uh, quick ways to cut a budget and to reduce the tax increase. And they pass the budget in December and breathe a sigh of relief. And the cycle starts again in October, the next year. Uh, and everybody is surprised again um that's that's no way to run a business it's no way to run an enterprise of any sort um we need to be looking at our finances on a 365 day a year basis we need to be looking in the out years we need to be doing multi-year budgeting we don't currently have and we haven't had on staff the capacity to do that in quite some time so i went to um a a Private nonprofit and uh, secured some money so that we can hire a budget director at no cost to the city taxpayers. And I brought somebody in who's who's incredibly qualified and and has helped um, uh, develop financial systems in Eastern Bloc countries as they spun off from the Soviet Union some years ago. I mean a very talented man and um, and actually has a history uh, with City of Troy finances. And um, he's going to help me put together uh, appropriate budgeting uh, processes and procedures, um, and uh, ideally, we'll be in a situation where we can look uh, over the course of multiple years at uh, the financial
0: situation of the city. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, Owen Goldfarb. Correct.
1: Yep. Right. Owen Goldfarb.
0: Okay. Well, we we have a few minutes left. I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you about some specific uh, economic development projects in uh, in Troy there is uh well or one thing that was again announced this week uh that some demolitions of buildings will be taking place which may not sound like good news but i know in, in uh old and established uh, municipalities it's uh, you do want to te- tear down um you know derelict housing and so forth
1: right we don't want to take down a building that that could be salvaged and put back into use um these are buildings that are beyond the pale um And uh, again, like uh, most of the cities in the area, we have too many of those buildings and they have a a, a blighting influence on the neighborhood. And uh, uh, they're really a drag on the neighbors who live nearby, both in terms of their property values, their ability to secure insurance, things of that nature. But they're also very expensive to tear down uh, in this day and age. Tipping fees have gone up at the dumps. You have environmental issues, uh, lead, uh, asbestos, et cetera. So – it's challenging to raise the money to address these buildings that people and or banks have walked away from. We worked a deal with the Troy Community Land Bank. They raised some money, and um, they are providing the funds to take down mm-hmm. a dozen buildings over the summer. And uh, that will make a real difference in the neighborhood. The neighbors have been you know, very concerned about these and begging for some assistance on them for a couple of years now. So. We're delighted to, to do that.
0: In terms of building, I was impressed to learn that in Troy there were three hotels like being built or yeah. being renovated, yep. New, yep. new hotels.
1: Stunning, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Now, we're thrilled about that. Um, uh, these are um, very established firms that are developing them. They've done their market studies. Uh, they've determined that there's a demand for these rooms. Um, based on those market studies, they've arranged financing. So uh, I'm thrilled with not just the fact that we're having hotels built, but the confidence that that displays in the future of Troy when an investor uh, or a lender comes in and says, I'll put money into that project. Yeah. I think there's a return there for me.
0: And I'm, I was happy to see because many, many years ago, I used to write a column for the Troy Record and I uh, the b- building I used to go to, the former Troy Record building, n- that's now being converted into something.
1: Yes, we did the groundbreaking there last year or last week. I'm sorry um and that will be um 101 residential units uh, it's not just the existing building they'll be adding new construction to it uh and then some commercial space on the first floor and that's that's in a great location because it really ties the vibrancy that's going on in the downtown a little bit closer to the base of the hill up to RPI mm-hmm. so it sort of links those and and makes a smoother flow and we'll you know it's 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 100 more uh, households who mm-hmm. are buying at our stores and are going to our restaurants.
0: You've been listening to Talk of the Town with Troy Mayor Patrick Madden on Magic 590 AM, also heard on 100.5 FM.